Welcome, welcome everyone. It is amazing to come to a space where we as mothers look at our life, our journey of motherhood, as beautiful as it is and as challenging as it can be sometimes. And while we're doing that, we think about our well-being of mind, body, soul and spirit. Being able to share this in this community on the Wellbeing for Mothers show is what we do all the time. So welcome to today's episode of the show, because we have an amazing guest with us. I am Dr. Dini, the mom empowerment coach. I'm a family doctor, international speaker, best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Supermom, and your host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. Today, we are joined by an amazing guest. She is Phil Stanford. She's a coach. She's a leader. She's a business owner, an entrepreneur an investor, a mom, and a nana. She is consistently recognized as a leader who teaches applicable and revolutionary processes for personal and professional development. Seal transforms lives in extraordinary ways across the globe with business leaders, with go-getters, with parents, with athletes and performers alike. So it is a true privilege to meet Seal who runs and is the president of the Advanced Coaching and Leadership Center. Thank you so much, Sil, for joining us. Thank you so much. It is great to be here today. I'm so lucky to have met you in London in June. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I mean, I'll tell people a little bit about how we met. It was just beautiful because we had gone for a summit and um, Seal was receiving an award and so was I as well. And so it was so beautiful being able to connect. And the moment we saw each other, we connected and it was mm. like, wow. Yeah, beautiful. it was. Beautiful. Thank you. All right. Okay. So I would like to share, of course, your story and um with the community and your journey and why you do what you do. So please do tell us about yourself and why you do what you do. Okay, so I've always been interested. It was when I turned um, in my early 20s, I've always been interested in being the best that I could be in whatever position I'm in. So it got me into personal development, if you will. So, um You know, I was working in corporate America, and I wasn't really that happy with myself, so um, I started taking courses. I took Steve Covey. I took Tony Robbins. I took um, some family relationship courses in college and sociology and psychology, just trying to learn some tools that would be applicable for me to use in everyday life with kids because I wanted to be... Um, a good mom and I wanted to do some things differently than my parents did. And it's funny because my parents did the best they could do, you know, with the knowledge that they have. But it's like, you know, I always hear people say, I want to do things a little bit differently than the way I was raised. Sometimes that's a great thing because there's all typically good things there, right? Or sometimes people go way over here <laughs> on the opposite side. Then they find out that's not such a good way to handle things but that's kind of what got me into personal development and seeing how could I be the best me and I was always asking the question why do people act the way they do 
And why do I act the way I do so that I can make the relationship better and create more harmony with me and my children, my family, and the people I'm connected to? Wow, I love that level of intentionality. It looks as though from your journey, you were able to reflect on the way you were brought up. And of course, give honor to your parents because they've done a great job, you know, making this um, opportunity for you as a person. And also now learning from that and saying, okay, they've done the best they can. What can I do to do the best I can? Mm, And I believe mm. this is landing for so many mothers because many of us are using other people's standards to dictate or to Mm -hmm. describe the Mm -hmm. kind of parents we should be. Mm -hmm. And some of those standards can be unrealistic and some of those standards I think aren't really inspected and it's not to make anyone wrong. Again, it's typically in the, I think people are basically honest and they want to do the best they can do. Yes. Yes, that is so true. And the relationship you spoke about with your children, was there anything that you learned from maybe the way you were brought up and the way you decided you wanted to parent that was different or that was a step from that made things look better or feel better? Well, you may laugh, but, um, you know, I learned to... And I learned this late, not not when my daughter was small. I learned this when she was 15 years old. And I learned how to be present in the moment and to be there with her and to connect to her like I didn't when she was younger. So it was the ability to be there and connect. And so once I learned that ability, which is being present in the moment, um, and making that person, when I talk to them, the most important person in my world. Um, when I learned that, I noticed that the relationship changed drastically. And what I did was I tested it because I was working with Aetna, you know, one of the largest healthcare providers in the world. And they had a mentoring program at that time where they let the employees take an hour a week and go to a specific school in the district that they supported. And we picked a child and we were a mentor for a year. And so I thought, mm-hmm, I'm going to use this as I mentor this little second grader because I wanted to know, wow, how would this affect children? If I use these tools that I was learning on how to coach adults, but if I brought it into, you know, moms, parents to use when they're really young. And so um, I use that ability to be focused and that uh, ability to be present, which I taught you guys when I was at the Global Woman Summit in London um, with this second grader. And she was really struggling with reading and pronouncing words. Like a lot. And this was a low income school district. And then one parent could could not speak English and only spoke Spanish. And the other parent could speak both languages. And it was low income area. And so what I did was as she 
I would have her read out loud. Only had one hour a week. I'd, she'd only she'd read out loud, and every time I noticed that if she started mispronouncing a lot of words, I would stop, and I would just do that little presence exercise for like thirty seconds or a minute with her, and she would go back to the same paragraph and reread it, and she knew words. That she didn't think she knew, and so it was interesting because the teacher came to me halfway in the school year, and she said, "Have you noticed what this child, the difference in this child?" Well, I had noticed, but I wanted to see what the teacher said because the teacher didn't know all the things I was teaching. I said, "Well, what have you noticed?" She says, "Oh, her self-esteem and the way she carries herself is so different," and that was. The main teaching tool I had used was sitting down and connecting with her, and not talking and being present with her, and that was a game changer. That is brilliant, and I remember you sharing that concept and the tools with being present. And the exercise was beautiful, mind blowing at the summit because,、uh, like I mentioned earlier, how we met. Was at this summit we went for, and we were both speakers. But、um, Seal's section where she spoke about being present, there was an exercise where you needed to be with someone and look into their eyes and just connect with that person, like they're the only people there. And I see what you shared. It's not just what we can do with our children; we can do it with anyone we have relationships with. And、yeah. bringing in the elements of the teacher as well. So if you're a teacher, because I'm a teacher, so、um, it's something that I also see as very important. Just being there, being present, it doesn't just have an impact on the task the child has to do or the child is there to do. It has an impact on their mental and emotional、mm. well-being.、Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so so beautiful. Thank you so、uh, much for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome.、Mm. Do you know、so、that's、didn't... the most imp- that's the most important that's that's the game changer. You know, I've been doing that with my granddaughter since she's been three months old. Now, obviously, she couldn't talk, but I would hold her up to my face and I would I would her name's Alyssa and I would say Alyssa, and she would look at me, and I said, "Where are you?" And she would look at me and she would connect. And she's 13 now. So any time, you know, now they're onto phones and they're onto, you know, Facebook and all that stuff and you know iPads and computers. But if I walk in and say, "Where are you?" she will stop and she will look at me,、mm-hmm. and there is a connection. So they never, ever forget that. I mean, I do that at grocery store in grocery stores when I see babies in carts with their mothers. Because babies are very, very present, as you know. Yes, yes, that is so, so true. I really love what you shared because you you described how you interacted with a baby who was not talking at the time. Yeah, one who is able to talk. And yes, a beautiful thing to see that. And and right now, for every mother who is listening to this, if you are maybe an expectant mother, you're pregnant, you haven't given birth yet, just commit to taking this nugget. It is a game changer, as Phil said. 
make sure that you start early connecting with your child. And if you have toddlers and the young ones, go ahead, connect with them. It doesn't take a long time. Just have that one-to-one time. Let them feel your presence and you feel their presence. And if you've got teenagers, because of course you have um, older children and sometimes with the world happening around us, we've got a lot of things that distract them. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of things that are grabbing their attention. And that this is the most important tool for you to start to incorporate. Put it in your toolkit. You might need to listen mm-hmm. to this episode again. So if you have not already, please download and share this episode with your friends and make sure you subscribe to the Wellbeing for Mothers show. I'm loving the discussion we're having so far, Phil. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's definitely something that every parent, every teacher, everyone needs to have to build meaningful relationships. Yeah, totally. Thank you. And I was just wondering, when it comes to perhaps challenging relationships, and I've had this in my coaching um, experience where mothers have, Maybe because um, there has been a relationship issue with the child's father and there's a little bit of friction in that scenario. So the child is maybe acting up, described as acting up and does mm-hmm. not have a very good relationship with the mother or with the father, depending on which parent is with the child. How would you suggest that they approach it, especially when the child's not even wanting to engage in the first instance? How they approach it with the child? Yes. Let's start off with being present. Um, That's a game changer right there, but you never want to enforce that. It's very important. You can make a game out of it with children. Let's sit down and see. Let's sit down and play this game, okay? So that's the first step. The second step is if you will let the child express what their feelings, this is easier said than done, but I've seen it work and I'm coaching someone right now who has a teenager and it works miracles. And a lot of parents don't have this ability to do it, but you let them get off their frustrations and tell you what's bugging them without repressing or restraining their communication. Do you do you know what I mean? So especially in a situation between two parents that are no longer together and they probably are sitting in an upset over the parents not being married anymore and they feel torn. So if you can just respect their feelings and let them tell you about it, Without judging them, I know I see some parents say they're not. I don't want them talking to me like that. You know what I mean when they're expressing. And I'm not saying let them be a total nightmare in the disrespect area. I'm just saying let them tell you. But you've got to create a safe space and find out what's happening with them. And anytime there's a change in the child's attitude or mood. The way you pinpoint what's happening is go back to when they were last doing well and track it and see what was the change point. And that will help you 
with your knowledge of being able to understand, okay, when they went here or when they connected to this person, I noticed their mood level was in the toilet, so to speak, you know, and just ask them what's happening. They say nothing's happening. Say, well, you know, don't make them wrong. Ask them. I notice that your mood doesn't seem the best in the world. What's going on? Tell me about it. But you got to be very present and you got to want to know and you can't be rushed. And because they feel all that spiritually and emotionally and mentally. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I love that you shared creating a safe space for them. Because when they are feeling like they're in a safe place, they can say what they want to say. Yeah. There is this beautiful song. I can't remember on on top of my head who sang it, but it goes something like, say what you want to say, let the words fall out. Yeah. I love that song because it just shows that when children are going through life, and actually every one of us as well, When we repress or suppress the way we feel, we get worse. The best way is to express in words, in writing, in art. Let it out. And creating that safe space is key. It's fundamental. I mean, I'm just feeling all the gems as you're dropping them. I'm like, yes, yes. (laughs) Well, if you look at it, kids, you know, I mean, they go to school, right? And if they get ticked off in school, they really can't tell the teacher, you know, shut up or I don't want to hear what you have to say because it'd be very disrespectful. Then they're going to be in trouble for being a problem, right? And then they've not respected and they've broken a whole bunch of rules. And, you know, and plus it's not nice, right? It's disruptive. So they've got to have a place where they can say what's bugging them without being criticized. It's kind of like if you look at yourself, if you've got something bothering you and you've just got somebody that can hear you, get you without making you wrong, without trying to fix you, but just hear you. It takes all that stuff that you're kind of sitting in, gets it off of you, and you feel better. That is so true. I had an experience with my daughter. Now, she, when she was very young, she was very stubborn, I would say. She was the boss. Yeah. But then yeah. at a point, she had a shift and became all this meek, gentle, wanting everybody to be happy. She became mm-hmm. almost like a version of me that I did not like to see because she was going to be trampled on. I was like, no, don't don't be a people yeah. pleaser. Yeah. I've been yeah. there. I've done yeah. that. I've got the plaque. I've got the scars to show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah. So I was trying to kind of get her to the point where she feels in confident enough to say, look, I'm not pleasing you because that does not please me. Mm-hmm. And so when I noticed that change in her, I started to observe. And like you rightly said, when was that change? What happened at that point? Track mm-hmm. it and trace it. And there I found that the moments where she felt unhappy 
or stressed out, bringing in play, bringing in a safe place where she could sit on my head, play with my hair, feel free to do things would be the moment where she's sharing the deepest part of her heart. Mm-hmm. And that was just mm-hmm. so so that even right now we're like friends. Oh, okay, this is what you're going through, dear. Okay. So sometimes I almost ask a question like I do with my coaching clients. I say, Do you want mommy to listen or do you want some advice? Mm-hmm. Says, I want to as she got older, she would say, I want you to listen. And when mm-hmm. she finishes downloading, I hug her and she says, Thank you, mommy, for listening. And mm-hmm. that's it. That's yeah. it. That's it. Isn't that what you want? Yeah. Sometimes it, we need advice, but before we get advice, we want to be listened to and heard. And we might not want any advice after that because we can think clearly. That's brilliant. It's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You don't have to do anything. It's easier. <laughs> but you need to be present, right? And yes, be present and listen. That's how, and they know that. They feel that. Yes, and very true what you said. They feel it. It's energy. I mean, if I were talking to you and I'm looking here and I'm doing this and I'm doing that, you know, you'll feel like, oh, what's going on? She's distracted. There's something else that's more important than me. And something about children, sometimes their minds go down some very funny thoughts. They think about, oh, mommy's not listening to me because something's more important than me. And you've yeah. not said it, but they've just envisioned that in their mind and they just hold mm-hmm. on to that. And then they start to do things to get your attention, touching the vase you've told them not to touch or doing yeah. something. Yeah, and yeah, say, yeah. Oh, that is a naughty child. No, they want you to be present with them. That's all. That's all. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. it is so beautiful being able to share that and just knowing that being present is such an important key. Pre- Providing a safe space is also an important thing. So mm. I know that we've had quite an amazing conversation. And I could talk to you all day. But um, for those who perhaps are listening in, I'm going to put um, the contact details, how you can reach still in the description. So please connect with her and make sure you share this episode because many mothers are not aware of these things and it's very Mm -hmm. important that we share this because this is what makes our relationships meaningful and makes our relationships grow with ourselves and with our children as we increase our well-being of mind body soul and spirit and so i'll just kind of wrap up a little with um perhaps if you could tell us still what are some takeaway points that you want the listeners the people the audience to get from this conversation we've had so far well i i want to lead them if i could so presence is the first thing being here in the moment and the way you do that is just put everything down no talking and just focus on the person you're with and you can set a timer for 30 seconds make it a game make it fun and then you always want to find out If you do this with your child, what did you notice when we were doing this exercise? And let them tell you and then have them ask you the same question that really empowers them. And you tell them what you notice. The second thing, this is an exercise I did several years ago, and it was beautiful. 
Um, because as I learned more about people and myself, I found, wow, I made a lot of mistakes as a parent. Main thing was not being present, but I had a great coach and he said, look, I want you to sit down and I want you to write out all the good things you've done as a mother or as a father, if you're listening to this. And it took me about three hours because I really started from birth and just kind of ran through her whole life all the way up into that moment. I started out with, I adored you the day you were born. I admired you. You were the most beautiful and precious baby that I it, that had ever been born. I looked into your eyes and was smiling at you. I loved breastfeeding you so you could have the most nutritious milk possible. So you see where I'm going with this. I just noted all the good things I did. And what I discovered was very emotional in a positive way was even though I saw all the mistakes I'd made, there were more good Things that I had done way more than the mistakes I had made. You know how it is. You do 99 good things and one bad thing and your attention gets stuck on. Well, that's the wrong process. Focus on the good you've done. Take the knowledge and apply it. Oh, that and that is, would be it. Oh, that is so beautiful. Thank you so much. I mean, that that exercise is definitely something everyone needs to go back and do. Get, if you're listening, maybe you're doing your exercise, doing your laundry, driving while you're listening. Make sure you come back and listen to this episode again. Get your journal. Write out those things, those great things you did as a parent for your child. Because that serves as the feedback, the positive feedback for you. To tell you the evidence that you're amazing. Mm-hmm. We're very critical of ourselves. Yes. We, are, we focus on the things we didn't do right. We focus on the mistakes. But who doesn't make mistakes? Yeah. So we need to start to recognize who we are as amazing parents and note those things and celebrate those things. Of course, the biggest room in the house is the room for improvement. Always improve, but do not condemn yourself. Thank you so much, Seal. It has been an absolute pleasure being here with you. And Seal has so graciously given us a special gift. So what she has done is that she has made available to us a download. It is a very easy to follow guide on how to build relationships with your children, no matter what age they are. So whether they are the very young or they've grown and right. make sure that you build that relationship. I will put that in the description below. So make sure you grab the copy and start utilizing it. You can pin it to your fridge if you want. But <laughs> yeah. make sure it's there so that you build that relationship. And guess what? Our children learn by osmosis. They are there like sponges. They see what we do. They learn those things and they start to implement them when they become parents themselves or even in their other relationships as well. So here we are. We have come to the end of another amazing episode of the Wellbeing for Mothers show. Thank you so much for listening. If you've not subscribed already, go ahead, subscribe. Make sure that you are in the know. Click on the notification so that every time a new episode is released, 
you are notified. Mm-hmm. Also, download this episode because you need to come back and go through all the gems that Phil has dropped for us and make sure that you share this with other mothers as well. I am Dr. Dini, the mom empowerment coach. I'm a family doctor, international speaker, the best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Supermom, and your host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. Until next time, I ask that you stay well. Thank you.